Welcome to the Austin Forum Upload, the podcast of the Austin Forum on Technology and Society. I'm Jay Boisseau, the Executive Director and Founder of the Austin Forum, and we're very pleased in today's episode to have a longtime friend, collaborator, and partner of the Austin Forum as a sponsor, Hugh Forrest, the co-president of South by Southwest. Hugh, thanks for joining us again this year to give us a preview of what's coming up. Jay, thanks for having me. It's always great to be involved in many different ways with the Austin Forum. And we, of course, appreciate that and the the many years of support. Um, as, as most of our listeners probably know, Austin Forum was inspired by South by Southwest Interactive and a desire to have that kind of content throughout the year. So um, thanks for all that you do for South by Southwest. And we are going to get into it right now. So, Hugh, let's start with a softball. How would you describe to listeners who aren't familiar, especially with the interactive and tech components of South by Southwest, what it is and, and what it's become? Uh, South by Southwest is a, is a multi-day celebration of Creativity, innovation, discovery in all its many forms that ranges from uh, uh, music, from films, to uh, technology, to food, to fashion, uh, just uh, all kinds of, of uh, different kinds of content. Uh, in our finest days, South by Southwest is a place to discover what's going to be hot in the next two to three years, whether, again, that is from a technology standpoint or whether that's an up-and-coming filmmaker, a new band, some kind of new trend that you haven't quite heard of yet, but you come to South by Southwest, you experience it, and um, then you see it out in the real world uh, a little while later. Yeah, I, I always love attending and and catching a band or a, or a movie that hasn't come out yet, but also, of course, the tech content. And uh, I do feel like I'm more informed and more in the know, and maybe I've seen something that's really going to blow up. And in past years, of course, you've had several technologies blow up at, at South by Southwest. I believe Twitter was one of those, right? <laughs> and when this airs, Jay, Twitter is still going to be alive? Yes, Twitter would... Uh... Twitter hey, you were responsible for the rise of Twitter, not the fall. <laughs> uh, um, we're all involved, Jay, as the movie says. We are all involved. Uh, Twitter got its first big push at South by Southwest 2007, you know, 15 mm -hmm. years ago. Um, and uh, we've had a number of other technologies platforms that have um, had similar success out of the event. Uh, one of the things that I think um, the commonalities there are the technologies that do the best at South by Southwest, the startups that do the best at South by Southwest are the startups and technologies that help attendees um, absorb experience, digest the event. And with Twitter, it was um, even Twitter and it's, it's very young form. It was a way where you could see what sessions your friends were going to, what bands they were seeing, what they were having for lunch, um, where that you could meet up with them. And uh, it uh, instantly caught on with this very connected crowd that we have that comes to Southwest Southwest. Yeah. So tech has been a part of South by Southwest for quite a while. I know not from the beginning, it started with music, but how long has interactive and tech been part of the festival and conference? 
South by Southwest started in 1987, as you say, as a music-only event. Uh, in 1994, seven years later, we added uh, what was then called film and multimedia, and that was the first real integration of tech into the event. At, at that point, uh, in 1994, the the kind of state of the art in terms of tech or multimedia was CD-ROMs, um, <laughs> but that fairly quickly shifted over to this emerging thing, this emerging internet thing, and certainly per my comment about Twitter, you know, a lot of the growth of South by Southwest from a tech standpoint was being at the right place at the right time on social media. So whether it was uh, Friendster or MySpace or Twitter or Facebook or uh, uh, Foursquare or Meerkat, um, these things all had a big presence at, the, at South by Southwest. And these are things that um, very much helped us to uh, grow to um, a much, much bigger event. Great. Well, let's let's now move into what's coming up. And one of the things our listeners should know is that it's no longer just South by Southwest film and music and interactive, but you've got many other tracks like comedy and food and things like that. But you also have these themes and I find these themes really interesting because that's how you solicit content that you think is going to be both creative and impactful, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've, we've, done more in recent years in time in terms of trying to establish what the overall arching themes are for the event. Um, and it, it is always challenging uh, because one of the upsides of South by Southwest is there's just so much stuff going on. So it's hard to pick out a, um, a few themes. We had, you know, at one point we had 10 themes and we had uh, uh, Few years ago, we had ten themes for the that year's event. Then we went down to five, and and um, this year, I, I think we're you know we we we've really uh, gone back to where we were before, which is more aligning themes with with some of the new track uh, track content that we have. So, can you share some of those themes and some of the the track content? Absolutely. I, I mean. Uh, Five of the new tracks and themes that that we've pushed more for, or or that that will shape a lot of the the flavor of 2023, are as follows. You mentioned food. We've had a food track before. We didn't have a food track for a while. We've brought food back in this year as a track, and and feel like that there is a lot of innovation um, and in the food space uh, that makes sense to showcase at South by Southwest. Whether that is you know, artificial meat or food distribution systems, um, new ways of thinking about how to distribute food in, in, in uh, uh, third world countries. So a lot of stuff there and really excited to have that back on board. We also have for 2023, a new track, which is called Markets and Economies. And that will focus on everything from you know, the supply chain uh, challenges and whatnot to some of the new markets that have emerged since the pandemic, how we experience those markets, um, how those markets uh, uh, fit into the larger economy. Um, that's, that's, I think, very interesting. We added a travel and leisure track for 2023. And um, 
that in I think was initially aligned with uh, the whole concept of revenge travel coming out of the pandemic that people were traveling more. Um, you know, we we've continued to have arguments. Well, should we? Was this really worthy of of uh, being a track and being a kind of theme? And then you know, you see something over the holidays like the the mess with Southwest Airlines, and you think, well, yeah, this is a you know, this is a something that that uh, bears a lot of. Uh, importance and, and reflection on an event like South by Southwest. We have another track that, that we've had for a while, but we changed the name a little bit for 2023 is uh, what we're now calling Workplace Revolution. And again, that really uh, uh, aligns with, um, you know, how people are working in 2023, whether that is work from home, whether that is this idea of a four-day work week, whether that is, um, uh, more gig economy, all kinds of stuff like that. But we, you know, I think we all generally understand that the pandemic accelerated these trends of, of changing workplace dramatically. And uh, I don't think we're returning to how workplaces were pre-pandemic. And then last thing I'll say, and, and uh, you and I were just reflecting on this before you hit the record button, is we have traditionally had a track that focused on uh, MR or VR or XR. This year, we have changed that to XR and Metaverse, which reflects um, a growing interest in uh, Metaverse-related technology. I think that uh, many in your audience will debate, and rightly so. Is is Metaverse? Is the Metaverse really a thing? Is it is it still hype? Is Metaverse, you know, this year's version of crypto? Um, who knows? Uh, or or it, it's still, I think the jury's a little bit out here. There's certainly a lot of um, money research being poured into the metaverse, but there's certainly still a degree of skepticism on what this concept really is. I will also say that beyond that, I mean, some of the kind of evergreen themes that we have well, first and foremost is creativity. Our, our mission statement, our purpose statement at South by Southwest is South by Southwest helps creative people achieve their goals. That's what we uh, focused on way back in 1987. It's what we continue to focus on in 2023, this idea that, that um, it's a very creative city, it's a very creative audience that we bring together and how can we help them achieve their goals. We also very much focus on inspiration, uh, the kinds of, you know, trying to, to uh, showcase the kinds of content that's going to inspire our audience, give them optimism about the future, uh, uh, give them the kind of creative uh, juices, uh, recharge they need to go out there and do um, amazing things. And, and, and the last thing I'll say here is discovery is, is essentially an evergreen theme at South by Southwest, that we have a you know, we create this vehicle where uh, you can go learn about things that you already know, but you can also learn about things and experience things that you had no knowledge of before. And, and in that sense, um, just discover a whole lot of new content, a whole lot of new ideas in a very short period of time. And um, that is part of the whirlwind of activity and engagement that is the South by Southwest experience. Great. So, so you had a submission deadline that was several months ago, but that submission deadline uh, is not the only way that you program South by Southwest. You also fill in some gaps as well. So can you characterize the kind of submissions you saw as of several months ago 
and any new content and programming you may have added to the to the overall festival based on emerging trends and technology, maybe things that have emerged since that deadline. Yeah, I mean, when you say submission deadline, you're referring to our, our panel picker process, which um, we we ask for speaking proposals through this panel picker process in June and July, and that those speaking proposals end up forming about 70 to 75% of our content at the event. Um, uh, per what I what I where I was a few minutes ago, we got a ton of speaking proposals this year on the metaverse, um, and, and those ranged from you know the the obvious how the metaverse um, uh, you know how how the gaming industry is is uh, pushing the future of the metaverse to things like how your you know advertising agency how to advertise in the metaverse how how uh, you know how bands will perform in the metaverse things like that so uh, again there was lots and lots of um, related content on on the metaverse and and saw a big spike in that as compared to um, the 2022 panel picker submission process um, the panel picker is something that we've been using at south by southwest for you know more than 15 years in terms of getting our content but but one of the the you know weaknesses of this system as you reference is we take entries in june and july a full you know eight nine months before the event and then other technologies other things happen <laughs> after that i would say that one of the biggest uh most obvious things that has happened since the close of the the panel picker entry process is just the you know generative ai growing leaps and bounds and and particularly like something like chat gpd gpt which we didn't have um uh we we had some uh content related to ai and generative ai in the panel picker but certainly trying to pull in more of that now, given you know how buzzy that is, how interesting that is, how scary that is, all of the above, and, and how much it seems like it's going to change um, the process for creatives and the process for, for all of our society. Um, uh, again, it seems like AI will be the, the trend of 2023, um, not only at South by Southwest, but in the, the tech world in general or, or in society in general. Um, I don't know. Have you played around with uh, ChatGPT much or and what are your thoughts there? I, I have absolutely played around with it. Uh, you know, as you know, my day job, I'm high performance computing and AI for Dell. And I am fascinated by the emergence of these generative AI technologies. In fact, we just recorded an Austin Forum upload episode last week should come out any day on chat gpt specifically that's how we came back after our break to we focused on that for the episode uh first episode back from break and in a few weeks we're going to record a more general one on generative ai so we'll talk about lenza and dolly and stable diffusion and some of the technologies for generating imagery as well as text and i've also played with it directly in fact the new Austin Forum news post on our website now, I had chat GPT write the first paragraph. In the second paragraph, I said the above was written by chat GPT. And as you can see, it's really pretty good. But there's also some weaknesses in it as well. 
For example, ChatGPD can only be trained on text that's out there on the internet, not what's in my head and hasn't been added to the website yet. So it's a good general opening paragraph, but it also demonstrates some of the uh, some of the weaknesses of this. But unlike crypto and metaverse, which you've alluded to is having a, well, crypto is of course in the so-called trough of disillusionment right now, as the Gartner <laughs> hype cycle would call it. By the way, I'm not anti-crypto. I was, I, I personally think that this disillusionment is centered almost entirely around speculative investing as opposed to the fundamental capabilities of digital currency. So I believe it will, just like in the Gartner hype cycle, rise back out of that trough and find its real uses in society. The metaverse I detect is going through a little bit of that, but the trough will be less deep because you've got Sony and uh, Apple, well, Sony confirmed and Apple rumored to be releasing uh, VR and mixed reality headsets next year. And when those kind of companies do something, it, it means they've done an awful lot of research and it tends to take off. So I'm betting on metaverse and uh, mixed reality, but I'm betting on it really becoming big in 2024, 2025. But I'm glad you have yeah. a lot of content so, on so now. For your uh, chat GPT podcast, was it you asking questions or was it uh, was it a artificial uh, <laughs> artificial no. Jay asking questions? So funny that you should say that. One of the people at the end said, "You know, we should even have a chat GPT host." And I'm like, "Hey, hey, wait a second. And they said, "No, we didn't mean replacing you. We just meant in addition having a chat yeah. GPT host." But I did use it with my daughter. Uh, I, I showed her and her friends, and the first thing they said was write a script for an Olive Garden commercial that is sassy, but family friendly. And it wrote out a very Olive Garden sounding script in script format with different roles. And then they acted it out with each of them playing a different person in the script. And of course, the next thing they said is write a song in the style of Taylor Swift. And I'll be darned if that wasn't a good song and sounded, you know, a lot like something she would write. So uh, it's very impressive but with some limitations, as you well know, it, it sounds incredibly confident, even when it's wrong. <laughs> so we, yeah. well, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, one of the reasons this will be such a, uh, an outstanding topic at an event like South by Southwest is it's, it's, you know, a lot of our sessions are really, um, uh, tend to be philosophic in nature of, of how mm -hmm. this technology impacts society. And certainly when you're thinking about chat GPT and whatever iterations of this come next, um, it is, you know, absolutely uh, a rethink of how, uh, of how we interact with society, what creativity means in the future. If you have a, a, a bot that can produce something, that is this creative. Um, so uh, again, I, I look forward to being a forum where we can have some incredible discussions and, and incredibly smart minds address these, these issues. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the creativity part. I've always loved that South by Southwest is about creativity. There's raging debates about whether generative AI is creative um, and what is the definition of creativity. So I, look, I hope there'll be some content at... Uh, South by Southwest addressing those philosophical issues. Good, I, th there absolutely will be. I think uh, did I? Well, I was going to ask, did you read the Kevin Kelly story um, in 
uh, I think it's this month's Wired about his take on generative AI. And his take is was really that, you know, what the art becomes then, or what the creativity becomes is the prompts that you're putting into uh, uh, this AI system, which, you know, on one hand sounds basic and reductive, but on the other hand, yeah, there's something, something there. So interesting. I did not read it, but I absolutely agree with that. You can get different answers from things like chat GPT or Dolly or whatnot, based on the criteria you give it. And you can get multiple different answers for the same criteria. So ultimately, it is about your inspiration into it and your ability to curate the results that come out of it. So I think that there's a, I think there's an argument to be made that it's generative AI is still a creative process, but a lot of that creativity is still on the human side. Absolutely. Yeah. So very interesting there. So, so again, I mean, long answer to your short question. Um, Generative AI is certainly one of the things that has developed a lot since the, our our entry process um, for speaking proposals in the summer. Um, I think we'll have a lot of focus on that at the event. We'll also, you know, um, have focus on some of the the uh, technologies that have not, um, you know, fared so well during the the economic downturn, and that includes the you know the the all the major tech companies, big tech companies. Uh, continuing to have um, some challenging times and laying off people. I think that's one of the, you know, exciting things and, and uh, exciting is maybe the wrong way to put it for South by Southwest 2023. But, you know, uh, from a glass half full perspective, every time we've had a economic downturn and people have been forced to, you know, uh, to, some, some people have lost their jobs, been forced to go out and iterate. And uh, we've, we've seen massive creativity and massive innovation two or three or four years later. So I think that that's one of the exciting aspects of, of this year's event of people talking about, you know, well, well what do we go back and invent next? Um, so that, that's really something to look forward to as well. I agree completely. And in fact, our previous episode of the Austin Forum upload is with Angelos Angelou, uh, you know, well-known strategic economist. The, the interview was about tech and the economy. And he reminded that, you know, the tech sector overall, people are still finding jobs. There have been some highly publicized large-scale layoffs from companies that you know, possibly had become big and bloated and 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 needed to trim a little fat. But he said, these people are by and large getting additional jobs in the small and mid-sized companies where creativity sometimes can rise to the top faster and also probably good for the startup tech economy as well. So yeah. he he argued that uh, from a market standpoint, that this was good for startups, small and mid-sized companies, but it's related to your argument about some maybe some additional creativity in the tech sector. Short-term pain, long-term uh, gain, I hope. <laughs> yes, yeah. right? Yeah. So did you see any surprises in the submissions or did you make any surprising decisions that decisions that may surprise attendees about niche technologies, just very recently emerging technologies, things that maybe aren't mainstream yet, maybe most people haven't even heard of or understand. Any, anything new in the tech content of South by 23 in that vein? 
uh, yes, lots. Um, hard for me to pull them out immediately. I I will say that you know I don't want this to be an infomercial for Wired magazine, but I know that one of the sessions that that came in through the panel picker um, is uh, focused on the what was the cover story of Wired what two or three months ago about the woman who uh the the uh, uh, entrepreneur i believe in san francisco who's uh got a technology that will extend the life of dogs um and it may be a technology that eventually can mm -hmm. extend the lives of humans also um so this person's name is on a on a panel uh we've this person's this person uh is on a panel at south by southwest 2023 um, I'm excited about that. Uh, excited that we have, as always, a lot of international stuff. Um, continue to be excited on the the various space related content we have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, again, the beauty of the of the event, uh, and sometimes the curse of the event, is that we cover so many different things and. There's a lot of kind of mainstream stuff to cover, but um, there's also a lot of things at the edges, some of which will always remain at the edge. Some will will eventually become mainstream and and um, so many different ways for people to absorb and experience the event. Well, this is all great. Um, I'm going to ask you a, a few very simple questions now about your <laughs> elevator pitch to, you know, techies, to tech leaders, et cetera. And I know that we've covered a lot of it because you've made it clear that that there's a diverse a set of technologies that will be discussed, that the event is about spurring creativity, that it's often an early look at some of these things. So all of this probably feeds into your answer. But um, what is your elevator pitch for techies and tech professionals to come to South by? Um, I think the, the elevator pitch is it is a great way to learn a ton of new things, meet a ton of new people, uh, have a ton of new experiences, get inspired and doing all of this in a relatively short uh, uh, time period. Um, and that uh, particularly if you uh, put some homework in beforehand to, to uh, come up with a great strategy, it can be a career and life-changing uh, experience and event. And that, you know, that, that, that is, um, that, that pitch changes a little if, if you're talking about a, a, someone who's relatively new in their career versus someone who is more advanced C-suite, but it's all, uh, you know, pretty much the same uh, concept there that again, it's a, it's a place where you can just experience all kinds of new things, be inspired, be uh, saturated with new ideas, uh, some that you like, some that you don't like, some that you agree with, some that you don't agree with, but but really a festival of creativity. And again, I'll say that as much as South by Southwest has changed in 35 plus years, we're always focused on creativity. That's always what's made it special. And, and back to our chat, GPT discussion, you know, creativity is is still going to be what slightly separates us, maybe a little less so now than before from the from the machines, from the algorithms, from the bots. And 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 so even more important now than it, than it ever was before. That's great. So South by obviously has the greatest benefit from those who can attend in person. And so much of that inspiration comes from the 
the meetings that you have with people there, sometimes the unexpected relationships that you make there, but not everybody can come to South by. Um, in some years past, it seemed like everybody in the world was there because of the huge numbers, but, but most people around the globe can't make it to South by. How can they benefit from all this great content you've put together uh, and, you know, in, especially in 2023, where, you know, I, we're all aware that people are absorbing content ever more online, being in interactive meetings online, et cetera. What is, uh, what is the set of programming that South by is making available to people who can't make it in person? Well, um, we, we will shortly um and may have happened by the time people listen to this podcast be selling an online pass so people can experience the event online there will also be a small amount of content that is live streamed for free so people can experience that way um uh for people who are in austin who don't buy a badge there are a lot of uh of south by southwest there are a lot of events around south by southwest that that uh you can get a lot of the look and feel of the of south by southwest from um uh, but all sorts of different ways to again be involved and and one of the things that's new and different since uh last i talked to austin forum forum audiences is we have um announced our first ever South by Southwest branded event outside of the U.S. So that is South by Sydney, which occurs in October 2023. So for our friends in Australia and New Zealand and the Pacific Rim who could never travel to Austin, uh, you'll have a South by Southwest event of your own coming very soon. And we're extremely pumped about uh, all the possibilities uh, that that brings to the table. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually super excited about that. I've never been to Australia, so I think I'm going to use it as my excuse for nice. vacation to, to go down there. Um, by the way, you mentioned a lot of free content. Is there a simple way our listeners can find that on your website? A simple yeah, URL, I, shortcut? I, I think it's uh, still sxsw.com slash free. Um, and that tends to get more populated as we get closer to uh, March. So it probably doesn't have a whole lot of content on there in mid to late January, but we'll have a lot more stuff um, uh, as we get closer to the, the uh, start of the event. Great. And a couple of final questions. Can you give us a feel for the registration numbers and just how how are the in-person numbers looking in 2023? We, of course, South by didn't happen for a couple of years during the pandemic, but what are the numbers looking like now? Is it, are we back to the old numbers? Uh, you know, our, our, we're not, I, I don't think we expect to be back to where we were in 2019, but um, the, the numbers are looking very healthy. Um, and one of the things we're particularly excited about, or I'm particularly excited about is we're seeing um, a lot of return participation from internationals. Um, we were particularly impacted yeah. on the international side of the fence by the pandemic. And even in last year at South by Southwest 2022, while the U.S. was largely over the pandemic or over Omicron, by the time March happened, that wasn't necessarily the case outside the U.S. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, knock on wood, 
Uh, we'll have more international participants in 2023 than we did in 2022. And that's always one of the things that makes the, I, I think, makes the event so special is to hear, I mean, see different cultures in Austin during the event, hear different people speaking different languages, interacting with those people, learning with those people, making connections with those people that can lead to new opportunities elsewhere. I agree completely. Yeah, I believe that last year at South by, um, you still needed a proof of COVID test uh, negative result to enter the U.S. I think that was relaxed in June or July last year. I remember yeah. having some colleagues stranded in Germany uh, because they didn't pass the test. And then one week later, the requirement for the test went away, but they spent an extra week yeah. in Germany. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah. so Hugh, any parting thoughts from you? Anything you want to tell the Austin Forum listeners about South by 23 that we haven't covered yet? Well, just want to, uh, uh, again, thank, thank the Austin Forum and its community and, and UJ for all your support over the years. Um, ex say how excited uh, we at South by Southwest are to be getting back to um, pre-pandemic levels. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about various different kinds of content and, and themes for the 2023 event. The one that I haven't mentioned that I'm really excited about also is us doing more transportation related content for 2023. Um, uh, one of my mantras is that South by Southwest uh, is always a strong reflection of what is hot and trending in Austin. And, um, uh, you know, whether you like Elon Musk or not, the fact that there's a big uh, Tesla plant in Austin has made Austin much more of a hub for transportation and um, uh, made sense then, therefore, that we have a transportation track at South by Southwest. And there's a lot of really cool, uh, very innovative uh, leaders of the transportation industry that will speak, leaders of the transportation industry that will be speaking in March in Austin as well. And I'm really, really excited about that. Well, this sounds great. And I'm even more jazzed after this interview. Thank you for joining us today and look forward to seeing you soon at an Austin Forum event and then in about two months at South by Southwest. Thanks so much, Jay. Always good to, to connect and talk ideas and all kinds of good things like that. And thank you to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we, we hope you'll consider attending South by Southwest. Uh, and I look forward to meeting you there if you do. Uh, if you decide to attend... Uh, you can send email to info at austinforum.org to let us know that you're there. And we might interview for you for an alive podcast that day uh, for our Austin Forum audience about what you're finding at South by Southwest that's inspiring you and that it's got you excited about the future. So with that, Hugh, I'll say thanks and uh, have a great rest of your day and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Jake. Thanks for listening to the Austin Forum Upload. You can listen to additional episodes and check out a schedule of our monthly in-person events at austinforum.org. The Upload is a production of the Austin Forum on Technology and Society, a nonprofit organization here in Austin, Texas.